when TPT Forward 2024 was announced and they said that there would not be a virtual version of the conference for this year. I know there were many teacher sellers that were bummed out because they may not be able to make it to San Diego for one reason or another. But I think this is a blessing in disguise because there is a completely virtual conference that did so fantastic last year. It was easily one of my favorite conferences, and that is the Teachers Sellers Summit. The great thing about this is that it also takes place in the summer. This is from June 27th through the 30th, and if of course, it's all online. You have not only pre-recorded sessions, but you also get live events. So what I wanted to share with you about right now is information about this Teacher Seller Summit and how you can level up your business from the comfort of your own home. There are sessions about perfecting your product listings, creating print-on-demand workbooks, opening up your own shop, and diversifying your income streams. But not only that, you can also connect with successful teacherpreneurs and industry experts to take your TPT or teacher business to the next level. Here's what's in store. You have in-depth sessions about mastering key business skills both on and off TPT with insights from experienced speakers, a variety of networking opportunities where you can connect with business owners worldwide, swap ideas and learn from each other's successes, practical tips and strategies with actionable techniques to succeed whether you're just starting out or you're aiming higher. And additionally, there are live Q&A panels, a private podcast for on-the-go learning, and so much more. I'm presenting at this conference, and my session is about three keys to a successful TPT store brand. So you may be wondering, what does this cost? What's the investment on this? And there are early bird tickets available through April 30th for $99. And you can save nearly 25% by just purchasing in the month of April. But if you're listening to this and it is past April, but not yet June, so May and June, you're listening to this, you can still purchase tickets to this conference for $129. You will get a 90-day pass to all 40 sessions, live Q&A panel discussions, virtual hangouts, co-working spaces, private podcast. If this sounds like something you're really interested in, you can check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode. I hope I can see you there. Now let's dive into this week's episode. I know that this has got to be incredibly hard for TPT sellers because they don't want people stealing their ideas or just being able to print off their work. And I know that a lot of work goes behind creating these resources for people. However, when I see even just a page where they've taken like the screenshots of each little piece of the resource and just put it small on that page and I can see it or just a well thought out preview of what I'm getting. I need that because I trust that more than anything else. There have been so many times where I've just seen, I'm just hoping that it's the resource I'm looking for because I can only see one tiny small part of it. And then it comes up and I've spent like a good amount of money on it. And it's just that one page or it's just something you're not looking for. You're listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast a show for busy teachers looking for ways to engage, inspire, and make an impact in their teacher businesses. I'm Kirsten, 
a teacher business owner who is all about simple and actionable tips, strategies, and resources that result in wins, big or small. If you're looking for that extra spark of creativity, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in together. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Creative Teacher Podcast. This episode is a little bit unique in a couple of different ways, but in this episode, I actually speak with my sister-in-law, who is a teacher in Texas, and we talk about a lot of great things, one particularly being what teachers need right now in the pandemic as far as what they're looking for in a TPT resource. So if you create TPT resources, this would be a really great conversation to listen to, especially if you're not in the classroom right now, so you can get an idea of what teachers really need and to get an idea of what you could create for your niche in your own TPT store. All right, we have a special guest for this episode. Welcome to the show, Megan. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Glad to be here. So exciting to talk about some TPT stuff with you. Yes. So first off, just tell us about yourself and your teaching experience. All right. Well, as you said, my name's Megan, Megan Hunt. I used to be Megan Hammond, which might sound familiar to some of you guys out here. Yes. So she happens to be my sister-in-law. So that's pretty cool. Lucky I have a built-in teacher friend. Um, <laughs> I've been teaching for just one and a half years. Um, I attended Texas Tech University and then I went to Sam Houston University, which is where I graduated from in 2019. And I'm recently newly married with one little fur baby. I teach first grade and I've stayed in first grade since last year. I didn't run um, out of fear and haste to get away from the little ones after the first year. I actually really enjoy it. And uh, I guess my word for this year is just simplify. So that probably will tell you a little bit about uh, my teaching style. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I like that. Simplify. That's kind of how I like to be too. Like as simple as possible. I don't need to do a bunch of extra stuff. We don't need to confuse people. (laughs) Yeah. You mentioned that you have been teaching for a year and a half, Mm -hmm. which probably would mean that you started teaching like basically when the pandemic started. Yes. So talk about being a teacher in the pandemic and any good things that have happened from it and also some struggles from it. Well, 2020 was my first year teaching, so I don't really know anything different. (laughs) Um, which could be a a positive or a negative, depending on how you look at it. Um, So I've never experienced a teaching year without COVID kind of hanging over your head and without, you know, all the things. Um, And I have actually spent a lot of time thinking about this um, just in day-to-day life. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, regular life is, is still happening at the same time. everything is still like you know people are still feeling the same things they're still dealing with their work and with their home life um it's just like everything seems a little heavier everyone is going through it right now um and I, I think like as teachers you deal with world events on both an adult level and a kid level so it really brings you down to like basic emotions but as an adult, that that's hard to see. Like kids express just very basic emotions. Um, and 
you can't talk to them like you would talk to an older teenager or, you know, an adult. So that's been kind of hard for me to um, bring them structure uh, and yeah. into their lives uh, when the rug continues to be pulled out from under you and you feel like you don't know how to explain things to them. Yeah, especially with like students that young and like first grade, like they feel all of these different things and they don't really know how to like convey that. Yeah. Even with their parents, you know, or caregivers. So it comes through in behavior, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, everything that you're experiencing, it's almost like a mat, imagine it as like times 10. So they are more sensitive now. Um, they've also not been away from their parents much because of COVID. They mm-hmm. haven't had the same worldly experiences as they normally would have so far. Um, so things hit home uh, very easily and the coping mechanisms that they have are not the same as you would have seen a couple years ago. Yeah. But I do think it's made me and, and everyone else more kind, um, more compassionate, mm-hmm. more empathetic, more flexible more outspoken for their needs. So mm-hmm. where I would have just been like, okay, you know, a kid's going through this, it's whatever. Like I now would say, no, like we need to do something about this because they're dealing with COVID on one hand where we're still having restrictions. We're still having scary moments. I, I think we're giving grace where we hadn't given before. Um, I would definitely agree. I can't even think of like just being like a student and a teacher, all these, I, I don't know the last time something to this scale has been like a big deal. Like I think maybe the closest would be September 11th, yeah. you know, when I was in school, but, or when we were both in school, but yeah. um, it's just so, it's just so different. And even then that was like an isolated event. It was over pretty quickly after like yeah. a couple months. I, I was only reminded of it every year when we did our 9-11 stuff, but COVID is lingering over our heads every single day. Mm-hmm. And just just the toll it can take from feeling in that moment is really hard on those kids right now. It is. It's sad to see. And you can only do so much, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So as a teacher, I'm sure you are one of the many who get tons of resources, not just with your team or your campus, but also from other avenues like online. I know Teachers Pay Teachers is probably known to you, correct? For sure. Yeah, (laughs) that's definitely a thing. It's like God's work. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So tell us about the type of resources you like to buy on Teachers Pay Teachers. Um, so as I said before, teachers really need sim- to simplify this year. Like I've heard it across the board. We need simplicity. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I believe we're trying to do too much at the same time and we're stretched so thin that valuable experienced mm-hmm. teachers are just burning out and quitting and they're dropping like flies guys. Um, mm-hmm. So when I look for resources, I'm looking for something that isn't all fluff. Um, it's okay to be cute, but I want cute with a purpose. And um, mm-hmm. I want something that will take virtually no prepping time and it's easy for me and for my students to put into practice um and just as it's more help than trouble to get everything prepped and do everything um so yeah I'm just looking for simple resources that are easy to pull up print out or just put up on the board as a as a powerpoint and we can just quickly use it um yeah yeah and I know that like I know pre-pandemic, we were all about like interactive notebooks where they would cut it and glue it into their notebooks or 
do that craft. Yeah. And like post COVID, I feel like that's like, let's, 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 let's not do that right now. Like it's, it's a little much. (laughs) It's a lot for kids, you know, like all of that is cute and it makes sense in an adult brain. And I do think as you get older, like I'm coming from a first year teacher or a uh, first grade teacher experience, as you get older, it's easier to do things with your kiddos like that. But in first grade, those things confuse them. Um, Mm -hmm. They just don't need all of it, you know, (laughs) it could be a lot. What are your favorite, like so far out of all the TPT resources, do you have any that come to mind that are your favorites? I do have two. Um, Schoolhouse Diva is really good with their task cards. Um, when I was teaching fourth grade uh, for student teaching, uh, fourth and third mm-hmm. grade, I loved t- their task cards. Um, and then Daydreaming About Data has some phenomenal backward decoding PowerPoints that I use in my RELA routine quite often. Um, and just with classic teaching where you're drilling something mm-hmm. up on the board, uh, which my district is getting closer to because we had really diverged from classic teaching in many ways. Um, so uh, just being able to pull those up and in five seconds have it up there and we just drill um, different spelling patterns and, and different uh, sounds and apply them into words and it's mm-hmm. all set up really nicely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like I'm definitely a fan of rigorous and bonus if I can like see which actual teaks yeah. it will like that just makes it super easy to plug into my lessons. Mm-hmm. So yeah. As you are looking for resources, let's say you're going through, like you're searching for a particular type of resource, as you mentioned in those earlier um, answers, but what do you usually look at? Like what catches your eye when you're looking for resources on Teachers Pay Teachers? Uh, So I have three things that I look for. Um, The first is obviously like the thumbnail or the product picture. I'm not really sure what you guys call it on TPT, but um, I can tell those sellers that have a better hand on technology, a better hand on editing. And, um, but just by the way it's presented. And typically when I see that, I'm like, okay, I know that this is going to be a clean resource. It's going to be formatted nicely. Hopefully, obviously you have to look through things. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying judge a book by its cover because you have to look at the content, but when something is bold and well-presented, I'm more drawn to it. Um, a simple mm-hmm. title as well, just simple title that when I search it in the search bar, it comes up just as I've searched it. It's not like, uh, have you ever read those wish descriptions where it's like dog, vest, kitty, small, you know, like all these different things. Yeah. Like uh, completely unrelated, just like bleh, yeah. thrown in there. Just trying to get you that anytime you search something, trying to catch something on it. Um, mm-hmm. and I can tell those ones. And then the second thing is a preview. I, I know that this has got to be incredibly hard for TPT sellers because they don't want people stealing their ideas or just being able to print off their work. And I know that a lot of work goes behind creating these resources for people. However, when I see even just a page where they've taken like the screenshots of each little piece of the resource and just put it small on that page and I can see it or just a well thought out preview of what I'm getting I need that because I trust that more than anything else there have been so many times where I've just seen I'm just hoping that it's the resource I'm looking for because I can only see one tiny small part of it and then it comes up and I've spent like a good amount of money on it and it's just that one page or it's just something I'm looking for yeah that oh I can't imagine and that's something I do like really love to like talk about with my audience is like, 
it's people are buying the resource not to copy it and like sell it on their own. They like they need to see if it's for them, if it's going to help them solve a problem too. Yeah. Yeah. Previews are important. And then the third and final thing I look for is just how easy I think it'll be to prep and use. Um, If I think it'll take hours and lots of planning, I'm not that teacher. Um, Many of Mm -hmm. us are becoming not that teacher. (laughs) For many very valid reasons, I feel like. Yes, I'm just, you know, my whole team this year, I've been so blessed. I have this phenomenal team backing me and I'm sure I'm not the only one that you know, several of you out there are like, I would literally not get through my job without my team. But um, we are a simple team. We're not going to take something that takes millions of hours to prep, put it in every mm-hmm. class, and then hate it. Like, I just cannot do it. And my kids can't do it. They have had, speaking of COVID, they have had everybody hold their hand through everything. They haven't been away from mm-hmm. their parents. They haven't had the same social experiences. They haven't really been in school, school right now. And that goes for almost, for a lot of the young age groups because it was like for everybody probably up to fourth or fifth grade right now that during some formative years of their lives they were going through COVID stuff and still are um Mm -hmm. they can't take the mess they can't take all of the fluff all of the everything I need something need something simple guys yeah simple straightforward and so that would probably be good to like just making it clear in the description and like all those thumbnails like like how it can how it works Mm -hmm and just make it clear that it's super easy to use and implement. Now, I didn't talk about, there is actually a fourth thing I look at, and I, I didn't even think about it until now. Um, Bonus! You know, right? yeah. <laughs> the way that, <laughs> the way that um, you describe things inside, because it's oftentimes I can look at the preview and I'm okay, but sometimes it's not sufficient and I need to go down to those descriptions. And when it's just something broad and like whatever, it's just like blab put on there. Here's your resource. Take it as you will. I'm like, nah, nah, you are not (laughs) my person to be handling my money right now because I can't do this on my own. I need more from you. Um, Yeah. Need a little bit more support. And surprisingly, I don't look at reviews at all. I've I've never done that um, unless it's like really on the edge of something that I'm like "Mm, I don't know and it's a high price check out the reviews yeah if it's a high price point then I might look a little bit but you know kids uh, kids are and I've never done that unless it's a restaurant Uh, (laughs) like people can be cruel in reviews even if it's not the the seller's fault um, Mm -hmm. because they've been not using their brain and just not using the resource correctly or they don't understand how to use the resource and whatever and people using resource incorrectly it just doesn't like fit their classroom and they might leave you a bad review because it doesn't fit their kids it doesn't fit their classroom um and I just like to make my own decisions price is also flexible a big price tag for an amazing resource won't deter me usually unless it's in the hundreds of dollars Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, guys. So that's good. Like things that are out of like TPT sellers control, like reviews can like not break, you know, even if you get a really bad review or a four star review, that's not going to completely deter anybody else that is considering your resource. That's always good to hear. Yeah. All right. And then I, I have one more question about, I guess, digital resources. I'm sure like for, I feel like for first grade and kindergarten, it's probably not as like applicable but I do have a good digital resource though do you Uh, okay pink cat studios they have their own website but they're also available on tpt um Mm -hmm. they make amazing games for just about anything Mm -hmm. you're looking for if you purchase the yearly subscription it opens it it's so cheap 
it opens it up to every single thing that they offer. Um, and they have really like every single skill you could ever look for, everything you've ever wanted to teach your kid, it's on there for them to just click. Um, and that is amazing for first grade. Now you have to do a little finagling to save it onto a home screen somewhere to where they can just, you know, use the uh, linking from, from the homepage. So it takes a little bit of work. It takes like two seconds for each kid to figure that out and then just show them how to click it. That's amazing. I do love the PowerPoints. I would consider that a digital resource for me. That's, that's a really great addition to that. That's really cool to hear. So let's talk a little bit about like, you know, what you you obviously use TPT as a really great resource, you know, to a supplemental resource. And maybe like you're trying to search for certain things and you wish there were more of, or maybe you wish there was less of. I kind of have a feeling of how you're going to answer this, <laughs> but let us know what are some resources you wish there were more of to help support teachers and like you and your team or just in general teachers and then what are some resources you would like to see less of? So resources I want to see more of, um, obviously simple, uh, can get to the root of what you're teaching or wanting the kids to practice or demonstrate. And also, I also think it would be helpful to have some resources that are a little kid friendly regarding COVID. Um, there are a lot of resources out there that are trying. There are a lot of books that are coming out now. I understand it takes time to, to kind of tweak things. Um, there are a lot of resources out there that are for older kids for understanding COVID um, because they can understand it on a deeper level, but just um, social lessons almost on, on COVID. And, and uh, again, those kids really haven't had social skills um, much because they've been at home with mom and dad, bringing those out saying, you know, what is appropriate right now in COVID times for, for us to be doing and um, just fun little lessons that they can do. This is where you can get a little fluffy, you know, with social lessons because they need to be fun and engaging for them. Um, so yeah, just, just those, those things are really what I'm looking for for more. Yeah. Those are some great ideas there. Yeah. And then, um, oh, thanks. Uh, and then resources. <laughs> I'll write that down. <laughs> Check it off. A plus. Gold star. Um, they, that I'd like to see less of are just the ones that don't deliver what's advertised. That's extremely frustrating. And I don't really know if there's a way to get money back once you purchase. I don't think there is. So I could be wrong with that. But um, and then tagged the ones that are tagged with standards, but aren't relevant to them at all. So they have mm. clearly not actually looked at the standards that they're tagging. And uh, mm -hmm. like they've either seen just the basic of something or synopsis of that standard, but it's not truly diving into the core of that standard. And um, that's really frustrating when you see and it's like, OK, well, and then resources that have a lot of mistakes in them. It's easy to proofread. Oof. It's easy to ask friends to proofread. And um, I shouldn't be paying for things that have mistakes in it. It's just unprofessional. Yeah. And I've definitely, as a teacher, come across some resources where I just like riddled with mistakes and some of my students would catch it. And it's like, it's almost embarrassing. It it's embarrassing. like, oh, goodness. You want to put out resources that are, um, that are mistake free. I know we're human. I totally get that. If it's like a tiny little mistake and it doesn't affect the whole resource, then it's something to laugh about. It's like, oh, they accidentally mistyped a word. Like, okay. But if I'm coming mm. across plenty of them and they're really affecting the resource and it's making it hard for me or my kids to use, it's not helpful to the people that you're trying to provide resources for. So mm -hmm. sorry, I'm being hurt. Telling it like it is. Yeah, I am very much. <laughs> I, I don't have a filter. I'm sure you know by now. Yeah. So just basically like making sure you're 
aware of and understanding what are the core standards that are related to your resource and making sure you're tagging appropriately and then just making sure you revise, edit, edit some more is basically what you're saying. What you do when you ask a kid to, well, honestly, maybe I I haven't, my kids go through the writing process pretty quickly and I haven't taught older writing in quite some time, but um, I know for me, like when I'm writing something and often like you're creating these things. So it's very similar to like a writing process. um, Mm -hmm. I take a step back for a couple days and I don't look at it at all. Um, when I'm writing poetry or a paper or something, I don't, cause your eyes get tired of looking at the same thing and, and you miss things. They tell lifeguards to do the same thing. You can't be in the same spot for over, you know, 15, 20 minutes. It's not healthy. You start just seeing things not as they are. Um, so take time away from it, send it off to a friend to proof a bit, or just take a step back, wait, and then come back maybe three days later and you will see your mistakes. You'll be like, what was I thinking? What is this? I can't read this properly. Um, yeah. 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 I do that. That's like part of my product creation process is like, okay, take a step back and look at it again. And I'll see like, like, what is this thing doing in the corner? This looks yeah. terrible. Really bad. Or- yeah. I really misspelled a lot of things here. This is not. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's good to hear that. Thank you for sharing that insight. All right. To end off this interview, I have some rapid fire questions. I'm going to ask you three questions that you can answer any way you wish. So question number one, what is one word to describe this school year? Growth. And I hope that word describes every school year, whether (laughs) Even if it's painful or not, just keep on growing. Yes, I love that. Growth. Okay, second question. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Okay, I am oddly passionate about this. Okay, uh, so it would have to be the 16th century. They have the- Really? Yes, they have the first, probably close to the beginning, um, but I don't know. They have the first flushing toilets, y'all. They invented coil springs, so coil spring breads. Here we go. It's the era of Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo. And St. Peter's Basilica was built in the early to mid 16th century, I believe. The Sistine Chapel was painted. Uh, The potato was brought to Europe. Y'all, this changed our lives. Okay. Um, (laughs) And the pencil is invented in the late 16th century. Those are some pretty valid reasons. If only for the potato, y'all. Yeah. (laughs) I heard potato and I was like, that's it. (laughs) Okay. Question three, give us a movie that you really love. I'm going to have to cheat on this question. I have too many movies that I love. I cannot just pick one, but I have recently watched within the past couple months, a TV show that completely changed my life. And it changed the way I react to people and treat people um, made on Netflix. It is Mm. so good, guys. Um, We do not give enough compassion and grace to people. We just don't. Um, So if if you want to change a bit of the way you're thinking, just watch Made on Netflix. Get through it. It's heartbreaking, but also amazing at the same time. And then if I recommend a TV show, I have to recommend a book because I can't just recommend TV. Um, (laughs) But uh, go get a copy of If I Could Tell You Just One Thing by Richard Reed. Not the mass murderer, the writer. Um, okay. same name. <laughs> Got it. That's good to know too. It allows you to step into some great minds of, you know, a little bit of the past. I think some have passed away. I could be wrong. A little bit of present. Um, and it just, it's one, one piece of advice that each one could give you. 
Um, and these are really, it's really good. It's from people from all over, all walks of life. They're doing from presidents to people that, you know, might've fought in wars and, and all kinds of stuff. And it's just really, really cool. It's a cool book. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that one out too. You've given me some good ideas for what to read next and watch next. So yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming again on the show. I'm so glad to have this nice little chat with you. So thank you again for coming. Thank you for having me. It was fun to talk a little bit about these topics and hopefully it'll help somebody out there. Yes, I think it definitely will. I think it was super amazing that Megan was able to come talk on the podcast. I think it's so important to get the perspective of somebody that is in the classroom, especially during this time, and give feedback to what they see or what they like in TPT resources or what they could see needs some improvement. So I loved getting her perspective and opinions on that. So your creative action tip for this is to just check out all of the amazing things that we talked about and just take one of those into heart and apply it to your TPT store, whether it's the type of resources you start to create. Maybe you could focus more on the something that's super easy to prep and simple, especially for those primary kiddos. Just think of some tip that she shared or something that we talked about. See how you can apply it into your own TPT store. Well, that's the end of this episode. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Creative Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also find me on Instagram at the Southern Teach. I cannot wait for you to join me in the next episode for more tips and inspiration. Have an amazing day. Are you looking for a way to grow your business without working too much harder than you already are? Do you want to optimize your limited time and see a real impact on your business efforts? Well, I've got great news for you because your data playbook can help you achieve all of these goals and then some. As a teacher, you know that the education market is super competitive, and in order to succeed, you would have to stand out from the crowd and deliver results that really matter to your customers. But without the right tools, it can be kind of hard to know if what you're doing is truly paying off. And that's where your data playbook comes in. The membership is designed to help teacher sellers like you leverage the power of data-driven strategies. You can unlock valuable insights about your customers, your products, and your sales performance. This membership is packed with access to analytics tools and resources, personalized coaching sessions, and a community of like-minded teacher sellers who are also eager to share their insights and experiences. I totally believe that your data playbook can help you take your teacher seller business to the next level, but don't take my word for it. Check out the website to see what other teacher sellers are saying. I'd appreciate it so much if this is something you're considering to check out my affiliate link in the description. There are different membership tiers. So if this is something you're considering, you should definitely check it out. It's your data playbook and I hope you can join.